welcome back to Pushing Through Blue. Before we dive into episode six, as always, if you haven't already, take one minute, go back and listen to the important discussions episode. Also, I want to do a quick shout out to everyone who's listened to the podcast and also for those who's taken a moment to leave an iTunes review, including this one, friend of the podcast, John O'Peck from Putting In Work, who writes, few people are so honest and open about their mental health journey. It's awesome to see Dane tackle this subject in podcast form through shared experiences with his guests. Keep putting in work. Thanks, Jono. Appreciate the kind words. On episode six, I was very fortunate to be able to speak to Eric Zuch from Nintendo by Numbers, where we talked about his decision to leave the security of his full-time job within the building industry to chase his dream of becoming a full-time YouTube content creator, his passion for all things Nintendo. We talked about the emotional rollercoaster he's been on since creating content full-time and the effects it can have on one's mental health and to those around them. Eric shares his own experiences, as well as offers insights as to what has helped him manage the stress, the creative blocks for new content ideas, as well as the feelings of self-doubt and worry about letting others close to you down. As you'll hear from this episode, I've only known Eric for a short period of time, but I'm a big fan of his. I'm a fan because outside the fact that he's a stand-up good bloke, he genuinely cares about his audience, the community, building a positive and supportive community, and his passion for producing quality, funny, and entertaining content to his audience, just to make them smile. At the end of the episode, I also throw a few rapid-fire Nintendo questions at him, so make sure you hang around to the end. I hope that Eric's story and experiences shared will provide insight and value to the challenges content creators can go through at times, and that you taking a moment out of your day to reach out to them with a comment, a review, direct message, with some kind words can be so powerful when received and can really change their world and their mindset. Yeah, so I've got, just got kids just walking like up and down. Um, you know, they're just walking up and down like zombies. No, no, they're just they're just playing around the house and like um, yeah, just during the day it's just 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 crazy. So six and a three year old, they're just going nuts. But we had people come over and kitchen bang and everything like that, and I'm just sitting there going, oh, Drew's gonna got some editing to do, but I don't even think he did that. You think he just no, he just goes cut the end. He just throw it in. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> just throw it in. He does. Yeah. Uh, good times. Anyway, that's dad life for you. Yeah, exactly. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to Pushing Through Blue, an interview podcast sharing stories of people's experiences with mental health in an effort to bring awareness, help start conversations and break the stigma surrounding mental health. My name's Dane Peavy, I'm your host, and today I'm very privileged and pleased to have Eric Zuch, uh, creator and host of Nintendo by Numbers here with me. Eric, how's it going? Very, very good. Thank you, Dane. Yeah, excellent. Thank you so much for coming here. I really appreciate it. Hey, um, I guess for the listeners who haven't heard of you before or haven't seen any of your content across the platforms, can you give us a little bit of a, a background about yourself and a bit of an introduction? Okay, so I am Eric Dutch. We've gone through that. I'm 29. Uh, I don't have any kids, but I have a wonderful partner who I've had for 10 years now. Um, and my full-time job that uh, I struggle to call myself this, but I am a, a YouTuber. I do want to go a little bit deeper here, though, Dane, if I may. I just want to go a little bit into my background because... Um, yeah, absolutely. And just kind of how I got to to where I am now. Obviously, we're going to go through my YouTube stuff at the moment here, but at age 10, my dad had a crash and he got brain damage from that. And so he doesn't remember... He's still alive, but he doesn't remember or know who our family is anymore. Um, at age 15, my mum got cancer and she beat it and then at age 21 she got cancer again and and it took her away from us mm -hmm. um 
I was uh, I was picked on in my school years for having red eyes nonstop. At age 17, I found out that I had a condition called posterior blepharitis. Uh, it's basically a condition that inflames the eyes so that um, nowadays I take two steroid drops daily uh, to fight with that so that you guys don't see me with red eyes all the time. Um, and the reason I'm kind of explaining this is that I want to let you know that you know depression is always knocking at my door. It's always knocking at your door. It's always knocking at everyone's door. We all go through these these really hard times. And what we're going to go through in today, and I think a little bit later on, is that this this new angle that I've gone with my life, this jumping into this YouTube angle, has tackled my life in very unexpected ways. Um, and it's really posed this, this new hurdle that um, I've been struggling with. And um, yeah, I guess that's a little bit of a setup for me. Yeah, and look, thank you so much just in advance for sharing that. I mean, that, that's that's a huge amount of information about yourself that you're sharing, and I, and I really appreciate that. And I guess to, to, to carry on to that, like I've known you for only just a, a short amount of time. I guess my introduction for yourself was just through The House of Mario, which is an Australian podcast here based all around about two best friends talking all things Nintendo. So shout out to Bryce and Drew. Uh, from the House of Mario, and you were a guest onto that, and that was just a recent episode, and where you just talked about your transition from being a part-time content creator whilst working full-time, and you just recently taking the leap at the start of this year to go into full-time content creation, and just on that there, I just wanted to dive deeper into that, because I know we've had some conversations both off the mic, on the mic, just in relation to what it's been like taking that huge leap, And, and I guess... We'll work backwards just to say prior to this year, before you becoming you know full-time and taking that leap into full-time content creation, what sort of content creation were you doing? So what, t- what sort of content were you working on? How often were you working on it? You know, what platforms? Can you give a little bit of a background onto that? Yeah, absolutely. So like I haven't been doing my content creation for as long as it, it, as, as it feels like I have. Um, it's actually only been, I think, almost three years now. And I actually started off doing podcasts similar to this. Um, I was doing a, a podcast. It was just, it was basically an, a, a basically Nintendo-focused podcast. Um, and then it kind of moved into another Nintendo-focused podcast. And then only recently, as in just over a year ago, or about a year ago now, I, um, I started doing more YouTube-type stuff. I had dabbled in it, but I'd never done, really done much before. Um, and then mm. I started. And then I started doing a little bit more. I actually started doing a little bit for a, um, a website. You, you guys might know it's Nintendo Everything. And then yeah, that's kind of that's where I kind of got to where I am now through that type of history. Yeah. Okay. And I guess so. From from moving from there, for you making that decision to go full time, can you just sort of explain a little bit of that to the listeners and myself? What was sort of the catalyst that made you say, "I've, I've got to give this a go"? You know, if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen now, and I'm going to take that leap. Well, so I was a builder uh, before doing this. I, I was actually a build, doing building for a living. And then I was like, as we kind of go over there, I've, I've been doing a lot of this stuff just always on the side and um, it, at varying degrees, but it's always just been a side kind of focus for me. Uh, and then at the end of last year, I, I guess life kind of happened. <laughs> life, life threw me in front of traffic and I just had to either jump to the left or the right. I didn't really have a choice to, to stay in the same lane that I was. And so... At the end, of, like I've been doing building for a little while, and it was five actually five years I've been doing building, and I kind of I worked my my absolute ass off. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear here, but my ass off to get to yeah, absolutely go yeah, for it. I worked my ass off to kind of get to where I where I was in building. Um, I started off I started off working for no pay, and then that worked into getting 
a little bit of money for what I was doing, yeah. um, below the below what you should be getting. Uh, then I eventually worked my way into getting what I should be paid as an apprentice, and then I finally started getting the minimum wage. And at the end of the last year, I'd been getting the minimum wage for a year, and I'd been building for five, and I considered myself a pretty competent builder. And so I was like, I, I, I went to my boss, you know, when can we start thinking things are going to progress? And basically, I got the conversation that um, you're never going to earn more doing what you're doing here with me. Always going to be doing the same and earning the same. So my life kind of got put in a situation where it's like, Eric, choose whether you want to continue just doing what you're doing now, and which I never wanted to do because I was not going to be happy doing that. Yeah. Or did I want to, you know, at the stage I've been doing this, as I said, five years, I was at the stage where I could start my own business, start working towards that and um, really trying to take that to the next level. Or I, I could try and follow my passion which didn't even seem like a it could be a possibility at that stage. But like as I kind of worked myself into it, I kind of realized that doing building wasn't something that I envisioned my life doing. I fell into building. It's not something that I always wanted to do. Um, and, and so like eventually, I, I, after talking to my partner for a little while um, and kind of thinking things over, I, I kind of went through this thing that, you know, I have a passion, I have a, a dream. And, and that dream is that like, I can actually take this content creation to the next level, which like I never thought that I'd be able to do. Um, and honestly, when I was doing it on the side, it was always a side project. And, and it's the type of thing where I was just like, oh, you know, maybe one day something lucky will happen to me. I'll strike it and then we'll make the big time. But <laughs> like, it's, um, it's not something I expected it was just going to happen. And then I was like, when I got thrown into this position, I was like, well, I've either got to put my content creation aside or I can try to take it to the next level, which was a very hard thing to do. I've done it now. And um, we're a couple months in, but it was a super hard thing to kind of throw my life into, and that's uh, that's where I'm at at the moment, chasing my dream. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all. And look, like to chase your dream is such a massive step. Like, I mean, a lot of people talk about it, and they get to the point there where they even start, you know, prepping and planning for it. But you know, it's it's usually like the one percent or the two percent that you know you hear about that that take that leap. Um, you know, and whether they're fully prepared, and, and I mean, look. You know, how prepared can you really be? Do you know what I mean? You know, you can plan as much as you can, but until you get in there, you know, sometimes it's a bit of a, you know, just jump in the deep end and, and swim and do your best you can. And, um, you know, like huge, you know, rep for you for doing that. I mean, like it takes massive courage. You've got to be passionate about what you're doing. And um, I guess, you know, like you mentioned, it's 2019 where you've got so many of these platforms, whether it's the social medias or everything, uh, Patreon, there's, there's so many things that are out there that can support you in the way that, you know, you may not be able to do it back in the day. Like uh, I know you've mentioned before, you know, if you're a musician, you know, back in the day, you'd literally make you know money through gigs. And, and now there's so many other platforms, just like, you know, content creation, where now you can start making a living if people are there to support you and you've got a community, you know, that can... That can you know help you along the way and and i guess coming back to you know your passion with content creation has it always been like where did this passion for nintendo come from okay so like i um i i grew up with nintendo and i've always just kind of recognized myself as a as a huge gamer but to me nintendo has always been my focus um i thought that i could when i first started doing the podcasting and the reason i mentioned that is kind of not always being 100 percent nintendo focus is that when i first started that i was like oh well i can I, I, we're going to cover everything. We're just going to be a gaming podcast because, I, like, you know, I consider myself a, a Nintendo fan, but I'm a gaming. I'm a gaming fan. I love gaming. Like, I I don't have a console of choice. I play. I'll play anything. Like, I my I love the PS3. I used to be I, right into the trophies. You know, I have a number of games that I bought as shame games just so I could get the trophies. You know, love it. Yeah. So like trophy hunter. Yeah, totally. Um, but 
so, uh, when I was doing the, the, the old podcast, I, I started doing everything and covering everything. And it became very apparent very quickly that I much I enjoyed talking about my passion much more. Like, and, and my real passion comes from Nintendo, that, that kind of burning passion. Yeah. Then I did just anything, um, and if I, you know, I could I could rattle on about games and anything for ages. But when it comes to Nintendo um, and the content that comes from them and, and and goes to them, that's where my passion comes from. And I think that you know that's where where people can feel it, and that's where I can feel it. And so that's what I focused on. And so that's why I've always focused on Nintendo. And I forget where the question was going from there. <laughs> where did the question start? <laughs> yeah, and look, I think I think you've definitely answered it. I mean, like, you know, you can already see, like, the short term that I've known you, I can already see how passionate you are, um, not only about, like, creating content, but just about Nintendo. And I, from what I can see from yourself, and, like, you're this perfect example where if you go out there and you want to create something from content creation, you've got to be passionate about it. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be out about, you know, speak about it underwater. You've just got to, like, love it, live it. And it's and I can just already feel that like Nintendo just seems to be something that like has just been instilled with you. You know, you've got the nostalgia 100%. for it. You love video games in general, but it's always been something with Nintendo. And I guess myself as a Nintendo fan, I feel that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know that feeling when you've when you've grown up with Nintendo and you have something so in your blood <laughs> that it's you know it's just been embedded in your childhood along the way. You know that that is awesome. One of my other questions that I was really interested to find out from your perspective is that when you made the decision or in making the decision to go full time with this content creation, did you sort of set yourself some short to medium term goals for yourself as to whether that's you know you accounts or something just to say okay look let's give this a go let's give it two to three months you know if if we meet X you know here then we're doing quite well and you know or was it something that you wanted to just say okay look let's just dive in the deep end let's 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 swim the hell out of it and like let's Let's reevaluate and say three months and see where we're at. Hundred percent, you're gonna go into this, and I had to do the same thing. You need to have some sort of goal for yourself to be working towards. Um, and I certainly have, like, I certainly have a goal for myself. And it's nothing to do with like view account or subscriber count, because at the end of the day, they're statistics that help you to get to where you want to be, but that's not where you want to be. You know, there's not yeah. a number that you want to be. I don't want to be at like 20,000 subscribers at a certain time because that doesn't mean anything to me. It, it means it, where I am financially and where I am with with how I'm going means a lot more to me. And so my goals that where I started with, well, even though I just said it like nothing about view account, but my, my short-term goal is 100% to be like and I'm talking about the first one or two months which we're in right now is to 100% know that things are, are going well and you can tell instantly if things are going well so like when I'm doing the content and, and it's going out there um, and people like I can tell right now it's doing well people are subscribing people are commenting and saying how much they love the content and and the growth that we've had from 40 subscribers um, less than two months ago up to over 800 now um, wow that's awesome. Yeah, and like just seeing that growth is like okay, I'm definitely I'm seeing the reflection of what I'm putting out there now. Um, and so like the short term go- goals definitely met. Now it's a long term goal for me, uh, and the long term goal that I set for myself. And um, I think part of this is that like I, as we kind of gone over here, I jumped into this boat and um, I'd left my full time paying job behind to do something that doesn't pay me anything. So I have to have some sort of goal there to say, at what point do you want to be making money and how much does that want to be and so my my long-term goal here is that by a year into this so by the end of this year or so i want to be earning enough to cover my food and my bills it's simple like that i i don't it's there's not a expect more after that because more will come after that but yeah. I, I want to set a goal for myself that by the end of this year 
what I'm pulling in per month is enough to cover so that I can live. And, you know, if I can live on that money, that means that I can grow from there. But if I can't get to a point where I can live comfortably, um, then yeah, that, that, and that's that's where I'm setting my goal at. Yeah, and that's I think that's that's an awesome goal. It's a definitely a realistic goal to the point there where it's just that conversation piece about you know the dream of okay, look, you know I could be financially well off, I could have this you know high paying job, but I could be super unhappy, or I could be doing something that I love to do, that I'm passionate about, and just you know making you know covering everything. It's like that. Um, I saw something on the uh, internet not too long ago just about like, you know, would you rather have a Ferrari and be sad or drive a Honda Jazz and be super happy? Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like one of those ones where it's just like, try and get some perspective. If you can sort of just, you know, meet, meet what you need and then do something that you love, it'd be so much better than having being super unhappy in a job or you know just feeling incomplete or knowing that there's so much more just being okay I'm, I guess I'm satisfied but you know I don't want to lose the security and comfort of that and that, that's a huge thing too and I guess going from that one there as well is that content creation is just there's so many layers to this like it's so easy for someone I guess from my side of things as a consumer you know someone that just digests all this content that goes out there you know whether it's your you know the podcast or just like from yourself like these youtube videos and knowing that like you know we can only see the final piece but like it's so interesting that there are so many layers and so many things behind the scenes that goes on and like i'm i'm interested and i definitely know that the the listeners will be interested too just to get a bit of perspective if you can share just a sort of like how does your week look like now as a full-time content creator um okay so my week now it started actually started off a little bit different than it is now my my week started off as like the a very it almost didn't start off as a week it started off as a daily type of thing so my days started off as I'd get up in the morning I go for a run I have my breakfast and then from that point onwards I'm creating content um, and I mean from the time that I like I finish my breakfast to the time that I'm going to sleep if I'm if I'm not going for a run in between there or if I'm not um, doing anything else then I'm creating content I don't like when I first started and certainly for that first month I wasn't taking any any personal time I wasn't taking any time off to do a single thing and like I know it sounds crazy it's like I know I know sometimes you think well like don't you sit down for five minutes and and just or even half an hour and play a game or something like that um and it sounds terrible for someone who's making content on games but no I didn't I I just I just worked I literally just I got up worked went to bed got up worked went to bed and like it's just part of that push and like to a lot of people who are thinking you know maybe you're getting into this and, and they're thinking you know oh you know i love i love games and i want to do something like what eric's doing because i love games um mm. and i and I want to be able to do like gaming for a living and something like that that's not what this is this like this is still a job and it's something that you know i i create videos that doesn't like if i was streaming or something like that i might be able to play games at the same time but i'm not my my job is creating videos yeah um and so, like, I definitely want to. Uh, the point that I'm at now is is getting a little bit more comfortable because I found more of a rhythm. Um, and the reason I mentioned the daily content before is that I was, I was certainly trying to keep up with doing daily content, pushing out heaps of content, and I slowly built myself into this point where I was just kind of, which we'll get into. But like, I I definitely got to this point where I was like, I can't keep this up. It yep. started affecting me mentally, yep. um, and then I, I got to a point where I slowed down with my content uh, and started to started to go. All right, no, I need to focus on doing this every two days. I need to make sure the quality stays there, and I need to certainly find time for myself. Um, which I'm, I can't, I can't go ahead and say that. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm finding time for myself. No worries. Now I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm certainly not. Um, that's part of the push. 
um, which is is not healthy, but it's something that like um, you need to know how to manage yeah. to even be able to do this in the first place. Yep. Um, and and yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> yeah because I mean like and I know you've mentioned some previous podcasts like where you know people just got this idea okay here's the finished polish and but like you know you're you're, you're thinking like the, the biggest thing like you've mentioned in the past is you know the creativity constantly coming up with ideas and, and putting them into play I mean like you mentioned previously like it's you know it's simple to record and it's it's simple to do the editing it all takes time and it's all work and it's definitely work that needs to be done but you know it's always the you know coming up with the next thing to talk about like what's the what's the perspective that you want to take on it what's the spin that you want to take in your like so what separates you from other people not only just providing like the reviews and the news and, and things like that but how do you put the eric you know nintendo by numbers new like spin on it as well and you know that's the, the thing to, to bring yeah. that characteristic putting your own characteristics in it you know to to create that audience and the community that um you know that, that are there to you know to see you first then content second type thing and even just doing this podcast here for someone that's very new to podcasting you know like i had some idea but i had no idea to the point there where like <laughs> i had no idea how much editing you know it takes and, and doing editing and, and doing all the youtube for editing and things like that the other side of things is you could have a product and products half the job it's distribution mm. so then there's the distribution side of things and then you know the, the social media outlets and and you know interacting with your community interacting with the audience there's so many elements here that if i guess you know you're trying to dedicate time to these things as well because you know you could constantly be like almost like i guess if you work in an office and you're checking your emails you could look at emails all day you know unless you say to yourself i'm going to you know check emails for 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon otherwise you know you're just constantly looking at it same thing with social media do you know what i mean yeah. you could be on there for so long and and then that's that's your day done so that, and like you said just managing those being able to create this balance between you prioritizing what you need to do and and the, the creativity side of things being probably one of the biggest challenges i would imagine yeah that's it like i'm glad you touched on that because that certainly is it for me is the creativity side of it um and it's certainly a lot of where some of my stress comes from is that um creativity is it's not something it's not like a building block mm. and the reason i say it's not like that is that a building block so if you're if, especially being in the career that i was in was in um a building block i can put together i can make a wall and i can place these down and, and i can make this wall really in a certain amount of time i can know that there's 100 blocks down here and i can put these 100 blocks down in in, in an hour yep um creativity i can't it's not uh, it's not a physical form it's, it's something that i have to think of out of my head and so i can't say that it's going to take me half an hour to think of an idea i can't say that it's going to take me an hour like it's it just it takes the time it takes my brain yeah um, that's it and sometimes my brain and everyone's brain isn't in the right headspace just to be creative and that when you're not in the right headspace to be creative and you can try force it. You can try force creativity out of, out of your head. You're like, I've got to do something. You know, I can't let people down. Mm. Um, and this is where I'm going back to my daily content. I can't let people down. I've got to keep pushing out content. I've got to think of an idea. And so you push yourself to think of an idea, which then builds more stress. And the more stress you get, the more you can't think of an idea. Yeah. And so it very quickly starts to snowball into, I can't think of an idea. What am I going to do? I can't get out a video today. Start doubting, you know, yourself and, and what happens if that, what are the consequences of that? Because like, it was all a very new venture to me. I didn't know like what the consequences were of not putting out content. I didn't know, you know, are people expecting something for me? I mean, like, am I letting people down by not putting something out? Um, there's just there's a, a lot of kind of different parts that go into this that that build this stress up into your head and that built me up into this point where like 
there was one point where I had days where I broke down. I just literally lost, just lost it. Like I just, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. Nat would come in and I was just a wreck. I was just in tears on the ground. You know, I just, I don't know what to do. I, I like, I got to put out some sort of content and and like, I can't think of an idea. Like I've, I've never had this trouble before and I don't, and I don't know what to do. And, um, and so like, I think the thing is, is that like it was one, it was very lucky that I had her there to, to talk to about it and, and talk me, talk me down from it because, um, you know, being stuck in that headspace by yourself is not a good place to be in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, she like, and that, that's happened a couple of times. And I think the thing that I take away from that type of experience is that for me, it was a learning experience. It was like, it was learning what things triggered me to get to that point. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what are the things that are building in my mind that make myself get to that point where I, I get to the point where I'm I like, you know, like it, it didn't just affect me for that moment. And like, it sounds like it just built up, you broke down. That was it. it, it, it that's not the way it works at all. It, it's, it's something that built up, it built up, it got to that point, And then it just blocks me out for that whole day. Yeah. That whole day. I'm just like, I'm, I, I'm down and I can't pick myself back up. Um, and for the type of content that I create, my content is very much about being um, energetic, being happy, and, and like, it sounds wrong, but like just always showing the best side of me. Um, and so I don't like to go in that room and record if I don't, if I can't put a, a, a good smile on my face. Yeah, I understand. Um, which puts, again, it's just another layer that puts stress on you um, that... It's like you've just got always got to be putting that best self, that best part of you forward. It's just it, that to me is just something that's kind of built up on me. Where I'm like, I can't go in there and record, and then like I try force myself to. I'd be like, no, you have to record, Eric. You've got to do something. Get in there and record, and then I'll come out of there. I'm like, I'm not happy with the recording. Yeah. What do I do now? You know, and and so yeah, there's little things like that that continue to snowball. That is really the reason why that I've had to learn to keep on top of these things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Can I just ask a question on that because I'm really yeah. interested in prior to you going full-time did you ever feel this way when you were creating content or whether it's whatever platform you were doing did you ever feel that like you had this much pressure on yourself or do you find that it's it's something that you're just getting to know or this is all very new to you since since going full-time where it's just you running solo it's Mm. it's your baby you know you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world on you because you know you, you want the best for this you know, this is, you know, your passion, your goal, you're putting 110 into it, you're all invested. Were you feeling this sort of the same way with like the anxiety and, and how you were feeling previous to, to this year or like when you were creating content part-time? Okay, so these these feelings, they're always there. They're like, they were, but they're never never anywhere near this bad. So like, in other words, there were triggers that you could, that I could recognize that were there. Um, but they they never affected me because like there was never this much pressure. Sure. Um, and now that now that there is this much pressure, it's kind of these things are like they're now all amplified. Yeah. Um, okay. And com- compared to what they were before, you know. Sure. I think I think that's the main thing is that these things are still the same. Um, but but then in saying that, there's certainly things that weren't there before. So like obviously there was pressure to like to, for myself to be like I've got to. I got to keep putting out content for previously for Nintendo everything because I don't like that, but like because I, I got to keep up, um, make sure I'm looking good for for, uh, for for them and for other people who are watching their content. So there's still those pressures there because it's not your own baby. It's not as as there, but it's still there. But the things that that the things that aren't there, and the things that that play on me a lot more, 
are things that now that it's a full-time venture, so things that actually affect my life. Uh, in other words, like one of the biggest stresses is not providing anymore. Um, I have always been very much a provider. I'd, I'd like I'd like I like being the one that can that it was pulling in the bigger pool of money. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. And being like, you know, no worries. I'll cover like I want to cover the groceries. I want to cover this, not because you need it, but because I I feel like and I, I I don't know. Maybe I feel like a better person doing that or something. I don't know. But I've always been that kind of provider provider instinct. Um, and then now that I've jumped into this, like Nat's so wonderful, and she's helping me out in every way. And she is, you know, to be honest, she's paying for everything at the moment she's paying for the food she's paying for the bills and she is just so wonderful and, and caring and being like no eric do not worry about it i'm i want to support you doing your passion that's so awesome that's it, so awesome. it is it's so great of her but it it, it instantly it puts this uh, this sinking feeling in the back of my head that i'm letting her down like i i am i'm not i'm not doing my job I'm not doing, and like it sounds so like I don't know, old school and and um, not progressive to say say something like that or whatever it is. But to, to me, that's that's what I'm doing. I, I'm 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 a bit of a I, not a bit of it. I'm a very much a letdown um, for for not bringing in the money and for not caring for her and for not being able to pull my weight. And she's like, no worries, like you know, you're gonna be able to do this in the future. I know you can do what you're doing, um, and I know you're gonna make a success out of it. But in the moment, in right now, yeah, and the fact that I'm not doing anything like that, yeah. If I'm not doing a video, if I'm not if I'm not trying to work and and produce something, can come out the other side with something better, then it, to me I'm what am I doing? I'm slacking off. You know what I mean? And I think that's one of the biggest things. That, that's what that's what that's what's going on in your mind. Because in the short time that I've known you, as and I've just mentioned this before, like you are so passionate about what you're doing. You know, and obviously you know Nat can see that that you are so passionate, and she knows you're going to put in 110, and you are. Like you're putting in everything into this, and I, and like I had this question um, that I was going to ask you that I already knew the answer to. You know, whether you're a type of content creator that's like pushing out volume over quality or quality over volume. Like I know you're going for quality. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you as well, like, and this must be the thing for YouTubers and a lot of content creators. Sometimes people choose volume over quality. Sometimes people choose quality over volume. Sometimes people try and do both because maybe that. You know, that's just the way to be ahead or to try and get ahead. You need both. You know, you know, you need to have high quality, but you also need to have volume. You know, whether you're pulling out content daily just to get the eyes and attentions of you know your audience and and the new viewers and things like that. And that adds so much more stress. And and I guess what I really resonate with yourself is that like I know that you're super aware and in tune with mental health. To the point there where after the first episode where you're on the House of Mario, where, you know, that was the first time that I um, heard of you and, and your content. Like I jumped on your Patreon just to support you because like, I mean, I was like, man, I just want to see you succeed. You just had so much passion and drive. Like just give this guy, help this guy, just reach his goals. Just give him the best chance to do it. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> and I guess for any listeners out there, you know, get behind him because like, it's like you're carrying this jersey that a lot of us like want to wear as well just sort of take it like that do you know what i mean like everyone's like yeah, yeah. go mate you know you are that you know, whether it's an australian thing or like maybe it's like not the underdog he's definitely not the underdog but it's that you know just give him the best shot he can to just to give it a go and mate you're doing that and um but what i really like as well is that you're so in tune and super honest and comfortable in talking about mental health to the point there where if you join the patreon you offer your community a vlog. So behind the scenes, a look at, you know, what's going on, you know, in your world, more so looking at you creating the content, you answering questions, but also like just more recently, you did a video about mental health where you came out and you said, look, you know, guys, 
there hasn't been a couple episodes, you know, for, you know, a couple of days as there has been, you know, previously. The reason for this is because, you know, I'm taking a couple of mental health days and, and you went in to explain, you know, how you're feeling at the moment. And I guess what you've been speaking about on this podcast about, you know, moving into full time, being a content creator and the pressures that this has on you, creating ideas, consistently creating ideas and being in that mind frame. Like, you know, there's a lot of like, as soon as you're pushing record, you know, people got to have this, you know, you like without the record button, you know, you can already see like this super positive, happy guy. And just to try and have that 24 seven, especially when you're hitting that, you know, that record button, that's hard, man. That's really, really hard. And, um, And, and just the fact that you can come out here and just and just talk about it and just talk honestly. And I think it shows a lot of authenticity and this is why you have and you're growing this like this amazing community of supporters is because mate, people see you're passionate and people see that you're happy to talk about these things to the point there where like even in the video you say like this is happening to me, you know, it is super common and like if, if you guys are got any questions, reach out with your questions on mental health. If you're going through something, feel free to bounce them back for me. You're like just huge support within the community and it's something like this sort of topic about the taboo of mental health you know it has that stigma and like this is what this podcast is about breaking this stigma and mate you're mm. doing exactly that you know through your own experiences and and what you're going through now and i guess i just wanted to talk about like my thought is that there's a lot of other content creators whether it's people like yourself that want to take that leap or people that are in there right now you know creating content and just at that point, you know, that breaking point, just to say like, mate, I'm just, I've invested everything. My headspace is not in the right place. And they're not taking that, you know, I guess, step away. I think you've already answered this, but what has been like the most challenging aspects so far in these two months, you know, that you've been, they've been working to create this content? Yeah. So I'll go, I'll definitely go into the, the what's to be the most challenging aspect, but I do want to touch on like the fact that I'm, I'm very open as towards like my mental health and stuff like that. Yeah. The reason is that like that stuff that I mentioned at the start was just kind of like there to, to tell you that my, like life is, life is hard for me. It's hard for everyone. We're all always dealing with stuff that's got to do with, you know, just constantly trying to bring us down and, and we're all trying to do our best to get over it and um, not even get over it to, to find a way to, to, to cope with it. And, me being honest with my patreons and being honest with everyone is one thing that I just I think that we all need. Yeah. Um, we all need to realize that I'm going through this, you're going through everything, everyone's going through stuff and if we can all be open and honest with each other, we can we can finally realize that like and it's I find this especially with myself because um people see me on the outside and they see me and go Eric, you're such a super happy, like, oh, you know, always such a happy dude. You're always such a joy to talk to. You know, everything must be perfect on your side of on so, side of the grass. And it's like, no, it's 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 definitely not perfect over here. And 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 it's not for anyone. Like anyone who shows that super happy side of them all the time, nothing's perfect for everyone. Yeah, everyone's you know everyone's going through these struggles. I've, I just have a an attitude to life where I'm like. I need to show, I, I, I want to put out I, the positive version of myself to, so other people can feel that positivity on them. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's definitely something that um, I've taken away from uh, from my mum because she she was such a positive person. And when she, um, when we, um, we had her funeral, she had so many people there that they couldn't, they had a huge center and they, and they couldn't even fit it up. Oh, you know, wow. there were people that having to stand, stand outside and, and try to listen in because like there was just that many people that wanted to be there. Um, you know, hundreds of people. And I'm like, she just had such a positive effect on, on so many people that I, um, 
I want to have that positive effect on people. Yeah. And that's like part of the reason that I do what I do is that I want to have that positive effect on people. And again, and that's that's the reason I'm op- open about the way that I'm feeling and the way and what I go through. And if people need help that they should talk to someone and my Patreons, I, I encourage them to, to talk to me. Like if they, if they don't have anyone to talk to, and, and they need someone to talk to talk to me and and like and i if if i'm like this is this is too much you need to talk to you need to talk to like a professional yep. talk to a professional and yeah. that's definitely the first angle you should go to but if you're afraid or you don't have anyone to talk to that's like we've all got to be here for each other yeah um, absolutely absolutely yeah. right like and and like just to like just and touching on on your mum like just having that legacy you know just having you know that memory of being such an amazing person and being remembered for that and and just and just leaving that like, i mean there's so like that's a huge thing isn't it just leaving a legacy of, of who you are as a person and you know positivity and, and helping people out i mean that's that that's it like just be a good person yeah you know and, and just look out for each other one another and like mate, you are doing that within this community and it's amazing because such a positive happy community when we're all looking after each other and like you're growing it into that sort of culture so uh, that's awesome just going back to what you mentioned before, you know, from my perspective and, and from my history, 100% resonates me and I get what you're saying with regards to the snowball effect. If you're constantly thinking one way and like, I can only imagine, you know, you in the situation you're at now, constantly trying to think of things, think of, and you know, you're all about the quality and you're all about like, have I done this the best job that I possibly can? And, you know, it's like, I can only imagine like, you know, when, when you're doing you know, artwork or you're painting something, it, when you realize that the you know, the painting's finished, you know, are you always going to be happy with it? You know, when do you know that the end is going to be the end sort of thing? So, and I always know that, you you know, you're looking out over that quality and always, you know, and I guess where I guess I'm getting to as well is that you're probably your own worst critic, if I can say that. 100%. I am, I am my own worst critic. And it comes with a lot with the, the expectations I set on myself to be the best me yep. that I can. Yeah. Um, okay. I, and I, I always, to me, like, it's like, like you mentioned with the artwork, it's like, when's a piece of artwork done, you know? And, and same with the quality over quantity. Um, I always want it to be the highest quality. But what is what is, what is is quality? What is the bar of quality that you actually set there that, that you actually are reaching? Um, and, and at some point, and especially for someone like myself, who is uh, a perfectionist, which is not a, not a great trait to have when you're doing what I'm doing, um, it's certainly a learning curve to learn where do you where where do you set your line you know sure. at what point do you say this is enough is is there a time is there like a certain you look at the quality yourself um and and at the end of the day that's all you can do is you can sit back you can watch the video and go i'm happy with this i will release it and and that is that 100%. and and some and sometimes it can even just be down to your headspace like no kidding man down to your headspace is to what that quality is i've had videos and in fact it's a recent one that i put up you you, you can go look at it look at the look at the zelda one that i put up i, I put up the zelda one and i went back um, and, and when i first put it out i was so not happy with it in fact i was so not happy with it i left a comment apologizing to everyone in the comment section saying i'm not happy with this video i'm not happy oh, with really? how it turned yeah i'm not happy with how it turned out um I'd like I want to apologize because I don't feel like this is the best me, but I don't want to leave you guys without content because it's been a few days. Wow. Um, okay. And so I, re- I released the video anyway, and everyone's like, "That's that's fine." That's, you know, it's, it, I think that I, I like the video. I had people telling me that's one of my favorite videos that they've that I've done. There you and, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so then I I went back days later with a more positive mind frame. Like once I'd got myself out of that slump, and and looked at the video, and I went, "This this is fine." Yeah. What was like? What was I worried about? 
but I got myself into such a negative headspace that no matter what I produced, it, it didn't turn out the way that I wanted to. Um, and so that's that's part of my struggle at the moment. It's not it, it's not even just trying to keep myself from getting right down there. You know, it's it's trying to keep myself at a certain level. Like think of it as a yo-yo. You know, like I'm just, I'm not just trying to I'm, stop the yo-yo from hitting the ground here. You know, it's just I'm, I'm actually trying to keep it right up high because it, like when I do stuff, if my headspace goes below a certain level hmm. then i then it affects everything even just a little bit even if i let it drop a little bit and so I, i'm constantly doing techniques and doing everything that i can to be the to be the most positive person that i like the positive me that i can be yeah, yeah. i understand that from a viewer i like the journey like because so this is how i say and I, I know i've spoken to you about this before and there's a lot of people that just want to really get into content creation because it's a passion and they want to turn their passion into, you know, the dream and the dream of, you know, doing it full time. But like as you're, you've learnt, you know, during the, even just this short period of time, it's not a sprint, you know. Everyone seems to just get in there and it's, they travel first off, maybe it's like the adrenaline or whatever it is, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, you know, for the first couple of weeks. But it's such a marathon and you've got to be in the mindset that there's going to be days that, you know, you're up, there's going to be days that you're down, you know, and it's just all about the journey, I guess, and you enjoying the journey and knowing that your audience, if you are consistently, you know, bringing out content, doesn't have to be daily, but just to just to be there because I think there must be so many people out there doing the content creation and they get out there, they go hard and fast and then they just drop, and they drop off and they drop off because they're like, ah, oh, this is unsustainable, I can't do it. Or, you know, nah, I'm, I'm at a point there where I've just actually burnt myself up from zero to 100, I'm gone. But just to have that mindset that this is a marathon, I need to pace myself to be here for the long term, as opposed to just something that has come, a bright spark, and then I'm off. You know, just to just to be something, just to say I'm here for the long term. I'm happy with slow, gradual numbers. I'm happy just to slowly build the community. I'm here for the long haul, and I see you doing that. And and like even just to continue with that mindset, your audience is there to see you. Your audience is there for the long term. There'll be people that come and go and over the long term, you'll always be there. And I guess that's as a viewer of videos and content creators and things like that. So like, you know, I watch Twitch streamers that I might only see them once and again because life is life and they, you know, things get in the way and I can't be there all the time, but I know they're there and I know that, you know, if I'm feeling this way or like I really want to be entertained in that way, I know that these guys will be there. I hope they'd be there. And that's, you know, and I think that's one of the things that, do, do you agree? Like, is it, it's definitely a long-term. Yeah, hundred percent. There's, there's, there's a certain maturity that comes along with being able to do this in the first place. You can't like, when you first get into this, you need to be in the right mindset of like, not just you want to get into this. This is like, it, and it, it almost sounds like I was just in the first, when you listen to the story in the first place, like I, I, I have a burning passion. I want to get into this. Let's do it. Let's go hundred percent, jump into it. Let's, let's do this. And you were setting yourself up for a one-stop shop of just, you are going to burn out. You're going to stop. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's going to fall apart eventually on you if you yeah. think that way. Yeah. Um, and it's hard, like it's, it's hard not to think that way sometimes. Like you, I think we touched on the numbers before, but like when you see numbers and you see them go up and then you stop seeing them go up or you, something happens, um, you it, it is hard not to feel that way and it's hard to not let that affect you. And especially yeah. like, you know, even myself, um, you know, I, was, I, wasn't as, I wasn't as used to this. I was, it was so much harder than I was even expecting myself. Um, to be perfectly honest, like when you have a day, like I had a video and a day where I gained at this point of my journey, 80 subscribers in a day. Wow. Then I had another day a little bit later on 
where I didn't gain one. Literally didn't gain a subscriber. And from going from 80 subscribers in a day to zero, I tell you what, it make it it, it affects you. Yeah, it yeah. really throws a spanner in it. Because I know I remember when I was listening to the episode um, that you did at House of Mario, and you talked about that one video that did really well, and it was just you know mm. whether the, the the YouTube algorithms aligned for you that day, and there was just mm-hmm. your video that got posted um, for everyone to see, and it's like it's interesting because I hear the same thing with like um, Twitch streamers as well that like all of a sudden it's like holy crap we're on the front page, like you yourself like you get all these views on this one particular video, and you're thinking like this is amazing, look at these numbers, and then. Then coming off that, you know, you, you know, you definitely got like all this attention, but also you come back to the reality of like this is, you know, this is normal numbers for you right now, and and it must be like pretty interesting or hard or I don't know how it would be just to just to get your head around that space to be like that's nice that happened now back yeah. to business I, yeah, I guess it is that hundred percent you get you get like I'm I'm only two months into this but you get better you get better at dealing with that and you get and like you learn expectations and that was that was one of the first things that I had to learn was expectations um you know I threw myself 100% into this and then and then like we had that video that did so well when I had a number of other videos that still did pretty well and, and then I was like yes I can do this all the time and then when you get you know five videos in a row that just do your your average numbers the numbers that you can expect on a normal video it it um that was part of the reason why like I was like I'm doing something wrong. What am I doing wrong? And you start second guessing yourself. You know, like what I've got to be. You know, mate. What? Let's go study these first videos. What was I doing right in these? Why did they take off? And you have to do that. You have to know what, what, what like you have to study your videos. But you can't let that. You can't let this random algorithm that you cannot get down to a T affect the way that you're putting out content. You just got to continue putting out content. You're putting out the best content that you know that you're happy with and then and keep, keep plugging along. And every now and then a video is going to take off. You take those little victories where you can, but you don't you don't let that affect your race. You just continue running your race. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, that sounds, that sounds exactly right. And I guess in the short time you're doing this, I really want to get your perspective as to, I can already tell like, you know, you're identifying when you're starting to get stressed and it seems like stress is probably one of your biggest triggers at the moment, just with Mm -hmm. like starting to get into your mind about, you know, okay, the pressures or the deadlines coming, I haven't, you know, delivered content, you've got to come up with this, you know, idea or this concept and whatnot, and then stress starts to build up and obviously that just manifests in your head and does the snowball effect. What have you found to be the most reliable, I guess, source or thing for you to help manage your stress when you are at those times. Okay. So the things that get me to that level in the first place, I definitely recognized. Um, and then I kind of implement these other things that can help cope with it. So the things that get me there, it's as we mentioned, it's the expectations I set myself, um, as well as the expectation to do well for Nat. You know, I, like to, to be perfectly honest, I don't really care as much about doing well for myself as I'm like, I've got to, I've got to get there for her in the end, you know, as, as long as I, like, I really want to get there, but like, it's more important that I get there fast now to, 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 to start providing there. And then, and then also another big trigger that I have that, that, that sets me down the wrong path is um, wanting to keep everyone happy. Yeah. Um, okay. And whether that be my commenters, whether it be my family and friends, whether it be people on social media. It, like you've probably noticed, but I picked up. But like, I have this thing where I'd like I just I'd, I'd like to keep people happy, and I and I really want to keep everyone happy. And you have to sometimes realize that you can't keep everyone happy, yeah, and you've just yeah. got to be yourself. Yeah, hundred um, uh, percent. So then, as far as like 
reckon now that I've, I know about them and I know that they're I've recognized them personally as the things that start to set me down the wrong path how do how do I cope with them and I think some things get coped in different ways yep. um, so you mentioned that like when I get blocked for an idea and I can't think of an idea that's something that's really big for me because like that hap- that does happen you know and it's a big thing if you can't think of an idea you can't do a video that day you can't even get to work you can't you can't start placing blocks until you have that idea in the first place yeah but so the thing that I find works reliably the most for me in not only clearing my head to think of an idea, but getting me back into a good mood. So if I get into a mood where I'm like, I'm I'm down and I need to be able to get back up for this one, then my coping mechanism is exercise. Yep. 100% exercise. Yep. Um, it's... It's the one thing that no matter what I do, if I go, and I, I personally, I go for a run. Um, if I go for a run, that is enough of a break from my mind from whatever I'm doing and, and enough to get my endorphins up that I'm just like, I feel so much better, not only about myself, yep. but I feel like I have a clearer head yeah, okay. and I'm ready to, and I'm ready to tackle, tackle things again. So exercise is a hundred percent, the, probably the number one thing that I, I use as a coping mechanism. Um, and then I guess for the other things, like depending what I'm doing, it's not so much about finding a single way of, of coping because that like the exercise is definitely a quick a quick fix for me a quick you got to get yourself back on top go exercise um, for the other things it's much more of a just a knowing my knowing my triggers and 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 knowing what sets me down that wrong path so yeah. that I can deal with it before it happens yeah um, so like you know I mentioned if I'm feeling a certain way about Nat or if I'm or if I'm feeling like oh, I've got to keep everyone happy I haven't posted on social media for a while. Um, I, I have to learn to remove myself from it and not worry about it. Yep. And same with the same with the content. Like if I if it's been a couple of days, um, if it, yeah, it's been a day or two and I haven't put up content, I have to realize you know, and, and it's it's all about just kind of going, breathe for a second and realize that if you don't put up a video tonight, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. It's not the end of your YouTube career. You know, you don't get a video up there tonight. That's that's not it. That's you not know? the it's end not, of the world. It's, it's certainly not the end of the world. And so I think that's kind of what it comes down to is that there's always going to be there's always going to be stuff that can set me off and set me off in bad directions but I've got to learn those things that do and and learn what I can do to tell myself that no you don't need to feel like that you mm. don't need to get into that mindset. I kind of feel um weird talking about this this episode uh, <laughs> this episode because I feel like I'm a person who have never been in the very state of like absolute depression, um, and and by that, like I, because like I've recognised myself as someone who gets down, someone who has bad days, um, and certainly bad periods. But I don't, I don't like to put that that stigma on me that I've I've ever had depression because I, because people out there who have it, and I, I know I know people who go through it. I don't want to put it out, off out there as something so lightly because it's it's not something that is lightly you can take lightly at all you know what i mean yes absolutely um and so like the up and down days and the stuff that i go through is certainly stuff that i go through and i've learned to deal with um but i've never gone through something like that and i think like you hit the nail on the head everyone goes through their own things what i mean like everyone Mm. has up days everyone has down days doesn't matter you know whether you consider you've been diagnosed with having depression or it's just the fact that you know you're just going through you know a a time in your life or something you know compounding things are happening in your life and things on like obviously for yourself you know you've got a lot going on with regards to you know the the content creation side of things going full time and it's just like accelerating maybe what was there or these like traits in your own personality 
you know, but they've yeah. just now been heightened because of the scenario, the situation that you're in now. But I really like, I definitely gel with the exercise side of things. I know from my perspective, it was a, a huge thing that like I adapted into my own sort of regiment, And even to the point there where like, it's been probably about a bit over two months since I stopped doing like my, I was doing, you know, three or four times a week, I, I would be doing you know, half an hour in the mornings of exercise. And I've stopped that over Christmas, certainly put on the weight for it. Um, thanks very much. But I've, um, but, <laughs> but like I, mentally I can feel it like to the point there where like I'm less carefree or I'm less like now I'm a bit like you know there's times there where I just get like you can feel like sometimes I get like angry or just like not angry but just like you know I'll get like angry quite quickly you know for, for a point there I'm yep. like it's over nothing or you know a little bit yep. I'll get more anxious over something I'm like why am I get like this is like old like old school stuff that I was that, that right there that's actually my biggest struggle I'm glad that you mentioned that is that like you know to say that you said like you know there's little points where you can get angry quite quickly mm. and, and like and you're already at that stage where you know you, you're feeling it a little bit for me when I'm doing my videos I can't be feeling it a little bit um, and it sounds very strange because like, what do you mean? But like, what I mean by that is that if I, if I go to record and I'm feeling that slight bit of doubt in my mind, um, that slight bit of, okay, I'm not feeling a hundred percent today, then it's very, very easily for me to spiral out of that and go down. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And so like that, I think that's one of the biggest things, um, is that going, you know, recording for me and then doing stuff like that. I, I've got to try keep on a hundred percent of, um, on top of my mind 100% and it's, it's something that um, I'm trying to learn to do yeah I mean and that's yeah. it you just take it day by day days that you're not feeling it you're not feeling it you know and then and then hopefully you know over time and a couple of days in you'll have a better day or a clearer mind but yeah like the exercise definitely resonate with that one there and it, and like it, just coming back to it you know I can imagine it's it's, it's super hard because you're in that position where you're just constantly feeling like you have to be on and then you know just putting that into production because that is the start of anything else you do for the day, like you've mentioned previously too. And, and you, now you mentioned the exercise too and, and, and just the self-conscious feelings and mm. stuff like that. I think that's, that's something that we all get and, yep. and like that, that feeling of self-consciousness and it can be, you know, these, these little feelings can trigger in anywhere. And like, you know, if, if I wasn't focusing my intention on, you know, oh, I'm not feeling so great because of, you know, my content, then there'd be something else eating away. At yeah. Me. You know, it'd be like, oh, well, I'm feeling self-conscious today because like I've, I don't know. I just I'm I'm feeling like I'm just having a, a fat day. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, or something like that. You know, there's there's oh my hair's not right today, or you know I've got this really annoying pimple, or yep. there's like there's always these little things that no matter what there's something eating away at you. Yeah, and I find I find that it's just like personally for me it's just about finding ways to cope with these more than than remove like remove stress from my life completely because it's never gone. It's, there's always things that that are that are going to affect you. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just trying to learn better ways of coping with it. And like we said, exercise is just one of those yeah. ways. And I like, and I like the fact that like, even for me as well, having perspective, like sometimes you just have to step away from whatever you're doing, however you're feeling at the time and just get perspective. Like, like for you, for example, you know, you're putting so much pressure on yourself to say, like it's it's D Day. I've got to get this thing out. You know, nothing starts until this thing you know comes up with an idea or whatever. At the end of the day, if you're not in it, take a step back and look at perspective. You know, is the sun going to rise the next day if this thing doesn't come out? Yes, it will. What's most important to me? The loved ones around me. You know, if this thing falls over or whatever it is, not that you you want it to, but like you know, is it going to be the end of the world? No, it's not. So just trying to get some perspective back about you know, okay, what is the most valuable thing? You know, what is most important? And I guess this this must be something that most like a lot of content creators do is that. 
it's you and it's your audience. And as the content creator, you're constantly thinking, well, I just want to entertain you guys. I just want to like give you, give, 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 give to you guys, the audience, the community. But like, it must be so common that as a content creator, it's like, well, you know, hang on. I need to look after myself as well. So that way I can be the best version of me to give the best version of me to you guys, you know, and that's through my content and everything else. And it's only like more recently now that I've started seeing, and maybe just because I'm probably more aware of it, but like a lot of content creators on their socials saying, you know, can't stream tonight, guys, Headspace isn't into it, going to have a, you know, mental health day, just like you did with your videos. Mm. And and that's awesome to me. I, I think that's great. And I think an audience like, you know, just recognizes that that's just really needed. Do you know what I mean? And even if you're yeah. not a content creator, if you're just a, just doing your, you know, just doing your Monday to Friday job, you know, sometimes you just need a day where you're just like, look, I'm just not there. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. it's okay just to take a day to just be like, let's just rest the brain. I, th- I think it's definitely that way with um, like every, everyone, of course, but like content creators, especially because mm. they're such, that they're, they're so forward facing they're always showing their face they're always talking you know you're always seeing 100% of them so like that's why when they have those mental health days it's quite likely they're just going you know what I'm just I need to recover and like if I put myself out there today even though I might be able to put myself out there today it's just going to look bad for me yeah and like and so total respect to those people who just are like whether it be like because they need to recover mentally whether it just be because like whatever the reason be props to anyone who who says i'm taking a mental health day because you need them and uh, and like we've talked about it i've i've, I've had them i, I need <laughs> i needed them where i was just like i'm put, trying my hardest to put out so much content that if i continue to do this i'm going to end up falling apart instead of having one day off yeah 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 i hope there's others like me out there that like resonate with content creators like yourself that uh, show this level of authenticity, not not just like okay, you know, like this is how I'm feeling, but it's it's more so just about taking the armor down, you know, taking off the mask, taking off whatever it is that the stigma that you know you're a content creator, which means you have to be this, you have to be this all the time across the board because that's what people want, you know, if you if you want to get into marketing or you want a sponsorship or whatever, like they want this, you know, I I get that, but you know what people also want. They want to see a person. They want to see a human. They want to see, they go up, they go down. Like, I mean, like, I look at people like, um, you. okay, talking about YouTube, it's like, you know, you're um, Markiplier. So looking at, like, how authentic he is on camera. Yeah, he's he's happy, you know, 90% of the time. But, like, there's been stuff happening in his life, you know, that he's he's put on there. He's jumped on film and he said, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm in a bad spot. I'm in a bad headspace and, well, this is happening in life and, you know, and this is what's going on. He's had, you know, and that guy's had, you know, a fair bit happen. So, um, and I think that's where people realize that, you know, they're people, whether they're behind a microphone or they're behind a, you know, camera, they're, at the end of the day, they're just, they're they're people, you know, they're they're living their dream and they're putting in the hours and they're doing the best they can, but at the end of the day, they're just people. So I think, I hope that people can resonate with that and there's more, you know, like if you've got this long-term view of showing yourself and, and being so authentic with your audience and, you know, letting them in, I, I just, I think there's a, there's a lot of value in that. It is, there is a lot of value there. And it's, it's, it's always like, it's a, it's always a worry as well, because like, it's like, it's something that you need to do as a content creator. You have to be real. Otherwise, like if, if you're not real, then people won't resonate with you um, and they won't be able to feel that side of you. But at the same time, it can be scary putting that real Definitely. side of you the out there. The vulnerability, yeah. You're throwing your vulnerability. And that's the same, like we're talking about how, like, you know, I'm I'm open with 
talking about you know where where my head's at um that's and like not everyone can be because that's that's a vulnerability that you're throwing out there um and so like yeah not everyone can be so open and talk about like that but like you like you always talk about if if you are feeling that way and you might not be able to talk about it with everyone find someone to talk about it with you know like it, it doesn't have to be everyone it just has to be someone rather than letting it bottle up in your head yeah definitely um, like yeah. speak to someone that you trust speak to someone close to you if it gets to a point there where you haven't got anyone around you you know speak to your doctor speak to your gp just like reach out there's absolutely no shame you are not alone and like like just you you know having those chats with nat and like nat sounds amazing like she is your the foundation she's she's pulled me through honestly she's just pulled me through this like so much um it's unbelievable like not only i talk about her supporting me financially but she she is my rock mention mentally doing this without like without heard being there like it sounds horrible like you what you rely on her but like 100% I rely on her like I hunt for for my mental health yeah for someone that I can wind down with and be like this is happening I'm trying to think of this and I'm blocked and and she can just be like Eric take a step away for a second think about it and 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 reassess yourself let's talk this through and even like not just the mental health stuff, but even just having someone to talk through the YouTube stuff with and be like, you know, okay, you know, is this video idea this or is this stupid? And just be like, you know, none of your ideas are stupid. Just sit down and think about it. So yeah, like that, that is a hundred percent why she's there. And that is so, <laughs> and that is so powerful. Like I, I'll say this again. I'm hopefully just like one day I'll say this once and like whoever's listening be like, Fuck, yeah, that, that hits me is that it is so powerful like how the mind is and that if you're trapped in your mind, something so small can be so big or it can get to be so big. And by the time like you take that step to say to someone, hey, can I just have a chat with you? You know, this I've got this thing with YouTube and like, with regards to this idea and well, I can't get an idea or I'm feeling this. And just to have someone else saying, yeah, okay, that's that's fine. Like that's not as big as it as you're making it out to be like, let's, let's talk it out. And then something so big in your mind can be just so, it's just exactly have that. that perspective for yeah. someone else to come in and just say, yeah, okay, let's let's talk about it, let's break it down, you know, let's let's turn this huge thing into step by step, you know, take it and just so, yeah. and then having that conversation and then just going at the end of it far out, like I've just been sitting on this for like two or three days, killing myself over this thing in my mind, and like this person has just broken it down in the last five ten minutes. Wish I had this conversation earlier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I can. Have, I literally can have days where I will be thinking of a video idea, and I'll be just going back and forth on that idea for a couple of hours, just going yes, no, yes, no, um, and then I I can get my I can have a chat to Nat, get myself in the right headspace, and be like, okay, good. Bam! Half an hour later, it, everything's kind of just come together, and I'm like, okay, this is this is what I want, you know. Um, after spending so long on it, and so like. Yeah, it, it the power of talking to someone else, and and also the, what you mentioned the power of like kind of turning mountains into molehills. Anything can be a big deal. Anything you know, like you, I talk about my videos as like something just as small as an idea can can really block me. But it can be like as simple as like you you can have a bad pimple on a day, and you're like, oh my god, I, I just don't want to go on camera today. You know, it's just like you're making a mountain out of a molehill again. It's nothing in the big picture. Everyone gets pimples. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean. Like when people talk about volume when creating content, I'm always thinking about like that one piece of content that you were gonna do it, and then you sort of second guess yourself, and it doesn't ever to go out. That could have been that one piece of content that would have really resonated with like the masses. You know, like I always think about. Okay, so if you're like a, a music artist, you're doing all these songs. 
you come up with 20 songs, you, I'm going to know about which ones goes on the track. And then it turns out, you know, your 20 turns to 12. Imagine the ones like, could have been those other eight, you know, one of those other eight that could have just been like the one. Do you know what I mean? It could have been I, just I, like bigger than any other thing. Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny that you say that because I, I can't think of the exact example, but there definitely is examples of, of musicians who have done that. They've released something that's that they didn't think it was going to be big and ended up being huge. And even like we talked about my my bit of content that really took off last, um, earlier, that that video, to, to be 100% honest with you, when I put that up, I said to Nat, I'm not happy with this. I literally said to Nat, I'm not happy with this. I don't feel like this should be going up. I just feel like I feel like I'm not 100% in this video. I feel like there's these parts that could be better. And I put that up and that was my video that did the best. There you go. You know what I mean? There you go. So it's, yeah, you, just, you can't always tell. No, you can't. And like, I get it. You're your own worst critic. And like, it's amazing how like when you put this content out, it's like, you know, like, okay, going back to the artwork, you know, you do this painting and you might be like, yeah, that's good. You'll get people that say, that's rubbish for whatever reason. You'll get people that go, that's amazing. Like everyone's got their own perspective on something, you know, like, and just like you, when you're, when you're creating it for the masses, people are going to like it. People are going to not like it. People are going to love it. You know, it's so hard to tailor for everyone. Even just like, okay, just because it's Nintendo doesn't mean like every Nintendo fan is going to love it. Do you know what I mean? And it's just that matter of just like, just going, right, this is good. This is me. Let's go. Just put it out yeah. there. And like, it's a big mental hurdle to do that. But you know what? Like, I look at it as getting the perspective as hopefully someone, a group of people will enjoy this. And, you know, it'll be that one, just like your video that went viral, that just, that gets the masses or, or gets the attention or, you know, just, just really resonates and hits home, you know, with some people. Because yeah. otherwise you're just sitting there like so many other people. And I was, I was definitely one of them before, you know, creating this podcast is just going, you know, I could and oh no. And then like just constant thinking, should I put it out? Should I not? And then like, and getting to a point there where you never do it. And you just like, for you making that decision yourself not to do it or not put it out or change it, you just don't know what could have been the outcome, you know, put it out, let the world decide, like, let's do your best job you can. Don't try not to overthink it, even though, you know. We all do. Oh, you and, do. You, you do. You, like yeah. you sit, you sit there and pull it apart, and you go, "Like, oh, are people going to not like this? Are they going to go? I'm going to stop watching Eric's content because of this one bit of content." You do. You just do it, you, and like, you, and you can't help it. But like, you always just pull apart your own content. But you just need to sometimes just go, you know, this is what it is. I've done the best that I can. Let's yep. put it out there. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think a lot of people can can get a lot of value from that. Leading towards the end of this now, I just and I think you've answered a lot of this. It's more so just about you're two months into this. A couple of things like. Overall, are you enjoying it? And I guess what advice would you provide to others that are sort of wanting to, to take that leap into becoming a full-time content creator? I am definitely 100% enjoying it. Like I, I, I'm liking what I'm doing. In saying that, so, so much harder. Like I knew it was going to be hard. I knew I knew it, but it was so much harder than I ever expected. Like on the, to, to be perfectly honest with you, like there is no way that I could have prepared myself going into this. And that's, that's why I've had those days where I'm just like, oh my God, this is too much because I was just like, wow, like I'm putting this much, this much time. And like, you'll think, you know, oh, like, like with any other job you put in, the more time you put in, the more you're going to get back from it. And you don't, you don't like it, you do get more back from it, but like, it's not so instantly apparent, apparent as you'd kind of expect. And so like, it is so much, so much harder than I, than I thought. And, and things take longer than you ever imagined. Like we, we all know this takes time. I knew this took time going into it. I, like I, I, we, I've been doing this before. Obviously I knew it was going to take time, but then I got, got into this and I'm like, no, thinking of an idea takes time. Creating thumbnails takes time. All this stuff that you're doing 
all takes time. And when you were breaking it into little bits before, you had time to process your mind and slow it down for a second and go to, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like work should be a break, but you'd go to work and you're taking a break from exercising your mind with this stuff and, and doing something else. Yeah. Um, and so I got that break, but now, uh, and the, now that I jumped 100% into this, into this, I don't get that break between idea working next phase, idea working next phase. You know, it's just go, 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 keep, go, keep going to the next thing. And so, yep. like, like, because of that, things are taking even longer than than I thought they would take. And so, like, yeah, 100%. It's it's so so much harder, but at the same time, it is so rewarding. Yeah, awesome. It, I I can't explain how how rewarding this is. At the end of the day, when I work my bum off for this type of stuff. And I put it out there and not just one. I'd be happy if one person came out there and said, oh, this is really great. I love you. I love this stuff. But when I keep putting out videos and these people just, they come to my video and they're just, and they're telling me like I, someone took the time out of their day to come into my comment section and say, I love watching your videos. And then it just say video, they're saying videos. And they, that means they're going and watching multiple videos. I tell you what, like that person, like, I don't have a comment to reply to them. I do. I, I reply to everyone. But I don't have a comment to reply to them to say how thankful I am. Yeah. Because it's just like, that to me makes me sit there and just go, wow, you know, my the stuff that I'm doing has an impact on, on people. And it's having even more of an impact than I ever imagined. Like, I'm having people who are, are reaching out to me everywhere and, and, like, and just coming back to me and just, like, and, and some of the most positive things that I have is just people who come back to me and say, like, I'm having a really bad day i have bad days a lot or like they talk they talk openly to me about that type of stuff and they say and your videos help me so much that's so good and like and when i hear stuff like that i'm just like that's just that's just so reassuring to me and, and that makes that makes everything that i'm doing just like when i walk away from a day like that i just go no matter what i went through no matter what struggles i went through to put out a video like that it was a hundred percent worth that time and worth that effort. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's, it's so powerful to get that sort of interaction and that feedback from your, your audience and your viewers. And now, as far as like recommending whether people should don't do it, jump into this and, and, and you know, what, what should they do and stuff like that. If you want to jump into this, know that you want one, know that you want to jump into this because this is like, as I said, I knew this was going to be hard and I'd certainly, like I'm a person who's been doing this for a while and I, I, I knew kind of what I was getting into, but I didn't, I didn't know what I was getting into. This is, this is way bigger than I ever imagined. And also like I mentioned at the start, like if you want to get into, into this, don't think that this is like some sort of avenue where it's like, oh, I love games and this is, this is my avenue to just do gaming for a living because this isn't gaming for a living. This is, this is a different type of passion. You, you know, this is a passion of creating videos and putting those videos out there and making a living off of that. That's that, there's something completely different. I love gaming and, and gaming is what I, what I'm doing with my videos, but this passion that I'm doing and, and this, and this thing that I'm following is a hundred percent about loving what I'm doing here. I love, I love making the, the videos and it's just like recording them. Sometimes I don't get done in one take, but they still get done. And I love that part of it and be able to put my personality into that yeah um, and, and and that's definitely part of it and then coming in here and doing the editing although the editing is that's probably the part that i'm like wow this is way bigger than i thought because um i did light editing before i went into this but i do much more heavier editing now and my previous job had nothing to do with sitting in front of a computer so yeah. like now sitting in front of a computer during the day it, that's been a big learning curve for me and, and certainly stuff that like I've just been looking for looking to people for advice and, and stuff like that because I'm so not used to this that I'm like, okay, my eyes are hurting. I've been looking at a computer screen for way too many hours in a row. I'm like, I need to start learning to take a break. It's a bit of a transition <laughs> like, from uh, a, what a, in building versus yeah, like I, just sitting at a desk job. Pretty much. Yeah. 
in front of the, oh, yeah. in front of the screen all day. It is so different. It is so different, man. Like you know, like as far as like how a day goes for me, to give a quick like kind of explanation to that, mm. um, you know, my morning is is scripting and planning, and then generally I it takes me an hour hour or two to record, and then the rest of my day and night, so like hours and hours on end, are just editing. And those hours and hours on end, because I wasn't used to this when I first started doing it, I was just like, okay, no, I'm just going to sit in front of the computer. I can keep going. And then, like, I would wake up the next morning and, like, my eyes are killing me. Yeah. I don't know, like, what? Have, have I not been moving my wrist? What is going on here? Yep, <laughs> like, yep. And so, like, now I'm definitely like, okay. Like, after reading into some other people who do desk jobs and stuff like that, it's like, no, you need to, like, be exercising your wrist every now and then. And you need to be taking breaks. And that's green. You can't just stare at it for hours on end. So that's definitely been a big, big learning curve. But... Anyway, I was talking about people who want to get into this. <laughs> but somehow, somehow I, I went way off track there. People who want to get into this know know what you're getting into. Yeah. Um. And and definitely start if you are like, no, Eric, 100. I want to do this. I'm 100 in. I really want to. I really want to do this. We'll start planning now. Yeah. Okay. Like don't don't just don't do what I did. Um. The worst thing you can do is do what I did and be like, okay, let's do this. 40 subscribers. You know, let's go. Sure, like, the only reason that I've been able to turn this into what I have right now is, one, because obviously a, a huge passion that I have for this, that I'm, I'm everything that I'm going to do into this, like, everything of me is just, like, you're going to make this work, Eric. You've No matter what happens, no matter what you do in the end, you're 100% going to make this work. And two is that I've been doing this for a while, so, like, when I when I went into this, I was like, okay, I know all this other stuff, um, and I know where I'm at with that. Um, but if you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna start doing this, start planning now. Start make make that channel. Start growing it. Start planning your content, and you will do amazingly better than I have at the start. Even though, like, I've had a really good start, but you do amazing because um, when you finally decide to jump into it, because you already have a lot of the lessons that I've had to learn in the first two months here. Um, whether that be what type of content you're creating, whether it be how long it takes you to create that, whether it just be small editing techniques and and different things like that. You want to have your head on top of all that before you can even think about jumping into all of this. And then the biggest part, the biggest thing that you want to be, do you wanted to know, is how you are going to cope with this mentally yeah. because you are throwing yourself into a very stressful situation and something that is just, it is not going to be easy for you. Mm-hmm. It's not, and, and not just you, it's not going to be easy for the people around yeah, you. Okay. And, and like, if you're anything like me and the emotions of people around you and, and how you affect them is going to affect you, you need to be aware of that because like, I feel terrible if like I'm if I can't play a game with Nat and she just wants to play some game with me. I feel terrible if I'm not spending enough time with my nephew, you know, I, I, or if I'm not seeing my sister. You know, if, if I'm not doing these things, I feel terrible. So there's definitely this where I'm like, I need to find time to do this stuff. Um, but you also need to be prepared that you know where your mind is at with this type of stuff. Otherwise, like stress is going to consume you and you you're going to burn out. Um, and you don't want that to happen. So recognizing it, because uh, yes, so it's mm. making the jump, you might have an idea, like you probably had your own idea, okay, this is going to mm. get stressful, like this is a no-brainer, this is going to be more stressful than how it was previously. But it's mm. an understanding, okay, knowing the triggers, maybe knowing, like identifying, okay, look, I'm really getting stressed here, and then falling back onto whether it's your techniques or sort of the support around you. So like whether it's, you know, exercise for you, but also just the people around you, maybe someone that you trust or someone close to you, a family member, or, you know, a partner, that you could basically just open those conversations about whoa this is a lot harder than i thought it would be you know this is my day and and just having that that sometimes it's like venting or just downloading and that massive download like you said is just a big one so just being mindful to do that yeah and then having that layer of perspective like you mentioned as well yeah perspective is huge when you're going into this you just because as i said as much as i was prepared i wasn't prepared 
And so, like, and I, I fear for anyone else that tries to get into this and isn't a hundred percent prepared and and knows what they're doing because it's just it's it's so much it's so much to kind of to go to go in with. Um, but if you have a passion for it and you love it, it's it's worth it. Hundred percent worth it. It sounds like it sounds like parenting. <laughs> to, to me, it sounds like it's like you can be ready. You can have the cot. You can have the stroller. You can have it all systems go, but you're never like fully ready until it actually happens. And then you're like you're in there and you're thick of things and you're in the first three months. Uh, Let's not even you, talk about the, the 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 sleep patterns and. Oh, right. just you wait. Good times. No, that's cool. I really appreciate that, mate. I think that's a huge amount of advice, and I think that's something that a lot of people can take a lot of value out of. And mm-hmm. hopefully, like I just my encouragement is that if you want to do it, just like do it give it a crack you know because yeah you just don't know it could be like there's so many people on the sidelines just wanting to do something that you've done you know and there's always got something something in the back of their mind you know something that's putting them off and i get it it's extremely hard coming from security and things around you to follow and chase your dream i mean like if it was so easy like everyone would be doing it wouldn't they exactly so exactly. like but but it's just like my, my thought is if you can and if you're in the mindset and if you if you can be strong enough for that yeah. period of time you know give it a crack Here's the thing is that I went into this partly because I had that push where I was like, I realized that I had to go like go either way. Yep. But I, I am so glad I had that push and that I, I, I took the leap. Um, and, and, and that's, I think that's what it comes down to is that I, I would have probably sat on this for the rest of my life and I would have been like, I'm just going to keep going by on the mundane and, and not be a hundred percent happy. And instead I, I think I just got to a point in my life where I was like, I'm not happy with what I'm doing, you know? Yep. And and like, you can only do what you're doing and not be happy for so long. And so I got to a point where I was like, I'm not happy. I need to do something. Um, and so the, I I took control of my life and you'll get to it. Like everyone out there will get to a point where like they're, they're either doing what they want or they'll, they'll find a point where they're like, I need to do that. But sometimes you, you can't let that point come along naturally. Sometimes you need to give it that push. And that's, that's what I did. I gave it that push and glad I did. That's awesome. And mate, that's super motivating. Like not only to me, but I, I, I think a lot of people are going to see a lot of motivation in that because it's a scary thing. And sometimes it's it's just a matter of like giving that push, someone giving you that push to just to say, look, just it's amazing what you will do in those situations where when your back's up against the wall or, you know, you, you've been thrown into the deep end, your instincts or whatever it is inside you, the survival mode will kick in. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And you will be okay and just let yourself react to it in the in the best way possible. And then just know that, especially with this content creation, it's a marathon. Like just yeah. take it day by day and do the best you can and get to a point there with the content that you're putting out. And then just, as long as you're happy with it, get it out there. Don't overthink it too much. You don't want that one piece of content not to go out because, you know, second guessing it. And it could have been that content that took off or more importantly, resonated with it the right person saw it on the right day that they needed to see it to leave yeah. that comment to say this video came at the perfect time i had a shit day and this this video made me smile and yeah. as a content creator i can only imagine that like you, like you mentioned that that brings everything you do into perspective and that's the reason why you do what you do exactly it's a huge deal and it is why i do what i do I won't take up too much of your time. You're the Nintendo guy, and I love Nintendo as well. I wanted to throw some rapid-fire questions at you. I know you're a collector. I'm also a collector. Out of your Nintendo collection, so what is your favorite piece in your collection at the moment? I'm going to go with the... Uh, I have a, a Nino Kuni Collector's Edition book. Basically, it's like a little wizard's novel. Wizard Companion, they call it. Um, awesome. That's definitely... That's it's really awesome. It's my favorite piece. Oh, is that is that for the Nintendo DS one? Uh, is it the... that's, that, well, that's the one that I got because there was a the Japan one that was the Nintendo DS one, but the, it yep. was actually a collector's edition you could get with the PS3 that came with it as well, but I never got that one. 
Oh, hang on. Mm. I'm going to go off script. Yeah. <laughs> This is the collector coming out of me. It's not this one. The viewers can't see this, yeah, but it's yeah. not that. Yeah, is it there? That's totally, that's totally that one. There's a, Listeners, there's, there should be a uh, wizard I'm, companion I'm holding there. up. Because yeah, <laughs> this is a podcast. This is just a... Uh, actually, I found this on Gumtree, I think it was. Um, someone saw it and it looked amazing. So it's the Japanese... What is it? The Japanese Nino Kuni on the... Yeah, so like Nino Kuni, it, was, it only came out in Japanese on the on the DS. And, and then that one came with like... It, it, always, it came with this uh, little... They called it the Wizard's Companion, which is just an awesome yep. little Wizard's book, and it's oh, literally it's so like the good. companion to that to that game. But it's such a good game. It, it, it actually came out on the PS3 as well, which is probably the Wrath of the White Witch, which is one that everyone will know. But that one was the kind of the precursor. Uh, it's still the same game, but it had a lot less kind of features in it, and obviously for the DS, and it was it even had a different name. I think it was the Domain of the Dark Jin, but just awesome. I'll go on about that forever. So stop me. <laughs> oh, cool. It's a beautiful piece. Like yeah. I saw this, I, I fell in love with it. No, I had to I had to pick it up from. Buy. I think yeah, I was, I was pretty sure it was Gumtree. Um, okay, Switch or Nintendo 64? A Switch. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say, but like Nintendo 64 wasn't the, the biggest part of my Nintendo history. Yep. Um, so yeah, Switch for me. Did you own a Super Nintendo growing up as a kid? Yes. Okay, cool. And a, and a NES, actually. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, I didn't ever have the NES. I, um, I went from Sega Master System, and I think I went from Sega Master System to the Super Nintendo, so I missed out on the NES. I had a friend down the road that had the NES. I think that sort of just got me through until the Super Nintendo. So, uh, okay. One of your favorite games on the Super Nintendo? Uh, one of my favorite games would be Super Mario All-Stars was just the one that I played the most of. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah just because I had all the Marios, I just played them non-stop. That was so good. <laughs> Actually... I I forget. No, Super Mario, Super Mario World was a separate game, so I'm going to actually change my answer to Super Mario World. <laughs> Super Mario World? Yeah, 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 I love that one too. I think, yeah. Super, like, as a, like, when I had the Super Nintendo growing up, I think it was like, what, 10, uh, 8, 8? Mm. The All-Stars, Mario Kart, and the um, Super Mario World was like, they're three. They yeah. were just in, just repeat, just constantly changing, <laughs> yeah, shuffling totally. between them, but they were the three that got the, the most burnout. Yeah. Out of the three franchises, the following, which is your favourite? Super Smash Bros, Mario Kart, or Mario Party? Uh, Mario Party. <laughs> yeah, Mario Party. Yeah, yeah I'm like, a big Mario Party fan too. Yeah, like it's just strange because like Smash and and and, um, and Mario Kart are so huge, but Mario Party was just kind of like owned everyone growing up and loved them that so much. So yeah. do, you, do you have one in particular that you are, that you favour over four. Yeah, four. Yeah, four. I like four because it had like, it had a single player mode where you had to unlock these things for the um, each character's room. And yep. like, I think I played it that many times that I actually had everything in every character's room. So <laughs> that was just awesome. Awesome. Are you looking forward to Luigi's Mansion 3? Hundred percent. Like I like, I love Luigi's Mansion. That was such a. It was one of those games that like I played over and over again on the GameCube, and like I could only rent it at the time. And so like I, I rented it, and I had like a six day period, which it only yeah. took like a day to complete anyway. But like I was like, I'd rent it, and then a couple weeks later, I'd be like, I'm gonna rent it again. Can't wait for it. I'm thinking of playing uh, through the first one, but um, oh, there's just so many games. But yeah, I'm I'm yeah. super keen for it. Can't wait. What's one indie game now that's available on the Switch that you haven't played yet, but that you really want to play? Hollow Knight, yeah. Oh, oh, Hollow, Hollow Knight. Yeah. Are you a completionist? I hope not. Not for this game. No, see, that's the problem. I, I am, but I've, oh. I've, I've talked like I've kind of, I've, I've weaned myself out of it because of like time, time commitments, and I'm like, okay, no, if you want to cover like YouTube content, you can't be 100%ing every game because you won't be able to play enough games. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, that's that PlayStation trophy hunter coming out. Now. Exactly, but, but there's still this. That's that's where that that trophy hunting came from in the first place. But there's always, no matter what, no matter how much I try to wean it out, there's always this part of me that's just like you have to see do and get everything from a game before you move yep. on well hollow knights get me massive like i'm still playing through the campaign the, the story 
storyline is this huge game where you just get lost into okay so we're in this massive world do i go next and then to if you're a completionist i mean you've got like the four dlcs it's awesome it's definitely highly recommend you jump into that just make sure you got some time i'm so scared i'm literally so scared so of how big it is <laughs> and finally favorite character in the mario brothers universe and why oh okay that's so hard because uh, it's so big man. like um yeah, like, and there's ones that I'm just like, oh, you know, let's just say Waluigi, but like, I don't like him. He's yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> a <dweeb>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big dweeb, but like, he's even bigger. Um, who would be my favourite? Oh, you know, I always just, like, to be like, oh, super boring, Eric, I always pick Luigi as a character. Um, and so, like, it's, as far as, like, a, a favourite character, I just have to go Luigi. I think and I think he resonates with my personality personality the most like if I was in a um, in a scary mansion I would be packing my dacks just yep. like him you know oh, that's, that's, poor, yeah. poor old Luigi finally gets his like his time you know his time to shine they stick him in a <laughs> yes. bloody scary mansion he's got to go find his brother like, exactly cheers for that yeah, yeah I've no, got to agree I think like in, in the last couple of years it's definitely been Luigi I think previous to that growing up it used to be Yoshi I don't know why like it was just okay. like something maybe it was just like the Mario Kart two Mario Kart days I used to always just be Yoshi and I just carried that through I know other people used to be Toad and all the rest of the time trials and whatnot. mainly in the like yeah. 64 I probably like <laughs> I was probably a fan of Luigi when like those memes started coming out you know when he gave the glare in the Mario Kart oh I think it was yeah from, that was so great that was awesome and I was like yeah, hey, I this know. guy's got attitude I love it yeah. like he's like <laughs> Where's this been? <laughs> yeah, it's got this deep down, like, you know, like he's been like just holding it in. They finally got a snippet of like for so long. Luigi, just giving it out there, like, you know, poor old Luigi. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Look, we'll end it there with the episode. I just wanted to thank you again so much for coming on and sharing your story. I hope that the listeners get a lot out of it. I know I certainly do. It's really interesting from my perspective. You know, as someone that consumes a fair amount of content, especially on YouTube and, and podcasts, the whole behind the scenes of the workings of what goes on, but also for someone that's like taken that transition just recently into full time and what comes with that, you know, the work that gets involved and especially on a mental health perspective. We talked about this previous when we were doing a few um, guest podcasts, mm. but like just getting the insight and your experience on this and, and being really like, I guess, vulnerable in, in sharing your own experiences with this. And I understand that like everyone is different and everyone goes, everyone's got mm. their own experiences when it comes to this area of content creation exactly. and things that work for you may not work for another person, but just to know that this is a super common thing to be, to feel and to go through and to experience and, and just some of the key points that you've taken away. And it's so good that you've got like Nat, your rock and this such a huge support for what you're mm. doing now and the way that you communicate through the socials and even like whether it's you on camera versus you know you speaking off 100% mate you are super passionate in what you do you're putting everything into it and like when people talk about they're going all in mate you are going all in you're going all in emotionally and the hard work that you do and even just like you know speaking to you on the messages and you're just constantly working and it's always in the mindset and then what you're bringing to the community and, and open up these conversations about you know mental health and just being you you're building this positive supportive community around that and there are so many people in the community support content creators just like yourself and i hope it grows and i hope that you know other people can do the same and, and people that are creating content take a leaf out of your book and are able to recognize when things are getting hard and take the time and step away and get perspective and not saying to close it all up but just to just to look after themselves as equally as they are looking after their audience as well so thank you so much man i really appreciate your time and you coming on the show to to share your story no worries as i said like i'm always just happy to to open up 
and 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 certainly stuff like this is just not something that we need to keep bottled up it's stuff and like on my end it's, it's like doing content creation doesn't mean you depend like obviously it depends on what type of avenue you're going down but like for myself content creation doesn't mean that i have to yeah, hide absolutely. who i am absolutely um, you know i'm 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 still me and and that side of you know whether i'm having a tough day or, or a great day that is you definitely got to see yep. who I am, and that's and look, that's why that's why we tune in not only because of the quality of your content, but just to see you, just to see smiley face, mate. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where can people find you on the social media, the platforms, the content? How do people support you in this journey? <laughs> okay, uh, if you want to just find me in general, uh, I I do tweet around uh, i'm at nintendo numbers um you can follow me on youtube which is nintendo by numbers um and then i i don't i don't like to push the patreon on people but if you do want to support me i have a patreon you'll find it Guys, by following him. him i'm <laughs> saying it you don't, don't have to say mate dane's a big supporter of me um and I, I really do appreciate it the main thing with my patreon is that as, as dane's kind of seen here is that it's the biggest inside look that you get at me um, and it's and, and it's the people on on the inside of of this Patreon are there because they want to be part of my journey and and see where I start and where I get to and how it, how I get there and and that's what I do that's why I do my vlogs with my patrons because I I do that because I just want to be like okay here's here's me here's how this week went here's how this day went here's where I'm struggling here's where I'm doing well and here's what our takeaway is and let's talk about this and let's make a good community out of this 100% awesome go subscribe go follow him go help him out on the Patreon <laughs> do it all <laughs> mate thank you so much for your time again I really appreciate it and yeah like wishing you all the best and mate, can't wait to see the future thanks mate As always, guys, thank you again for your attention, for listening to the podcast, and for your ongoing support for the cause. I hope you got a lot of value out of the episode and insight and advice shared by Eric through his own experiences and journey. If you know of someone that would also value from hearing Eric's story or any of the other stories told by our previous guests, please make sure that you share the podcast with them for a listen. Pushing Through Blue can be found across all socials and podcasts available across all good podcast platforms, including Anchor FM, iTunes, Spotify. If you could take a moment to leave an iTunes review with your feedback, that would be greatly appreciated and does go a long way with sharing the important messages on mental health awareness, starting conversations and breaking through the stigma surrounding mental health. It would really mean the world to me if you could head over to YouTube now, check out Eric's channel, Nintendo by Numbers, go subscribe, Go consume all that great Nintendo content and silliness Eric is delivering there regularly. But if you want to go to the next level, just like I've done, you can help by supporting him via his Patreon, where you get exclusive access to content and other benefits, but more importantly, you're helping this guy get closer to reaching his dreams and being part of an awesome community of people. I'll put all the Nintendo by Numbers social media and Patreon details in the description section of this podcast episode. Guys, thank you so much again for listening. And as always, much love. Take care of yourself.